Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry? Then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Dale Lippin in here with Trey Van Buskirk. Oh my gosh, I love our show, man. Um, <laughs> kicking this thing off with some laughter and giggles because Trey was in the middle of giving me a heartfelt uh, synopsis. He's a little under the weather, so he's let me know what was going on. In the middle of him telling a story, producer Jake says the show must go on. It's 930 and hits the button, which effectively mutes Trey's mic. Middle of him pouring his heart out and the show starts. So, uh Trey, I guess we'll just either you're gonna have to share with the group, or I guess I'll just never know. No, I, I mean I, I feel like Jake said it perfectly via his producing skills. He's like, Trey, no one has time for that shit. And mm-hmm. he just freaking cut me off. So you know what? Enough's enough. Don't feel good. But you know what I do feel good about is this card. Yeah, I mean, y- you approached me this weekend. So let's let's recap how, how we normally do. Let's recap this last weekend. Uh you abandoned me. Yeah. On Saturday, you didn't even let me know no. that you were going to abandon me. You just actually, you didn't even text me. I had to text you because I hadn't heard from you. And I yeah. was like, uh, what are we doing today? And you said, I'm not doing anything today. It's my birthday. Like you're a high school girl, but you're like, it's my birthday. I'm celebrating all day today. And yeah, you're on your own. So that's, that's kind of how our day shook out as me just kind of you know, manning the battleship by myself and uh, in doing so proceeded to absolutely wreck the card as only I can do. So Hmm. I know you weren't here, but um, Hmm. too bad. So sad. I still mopped up without you, buddy. Are you alluding to that? My presence uh, might be some bad juju. Is that what you're? Oh, no, 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 no. First of all, I would never link you to anything juju related or mush related at all. Uh, However, I will say that in your absence, I felt the pressure to step up and provide the people with some value. And all the money line plays I dropped hit. The two small plays that I dropped, I said that they were small for a reason. Those did not hit. But then we smacked a nice plus 850 freaking parlay, bro. I mean, I, I don't know. Were there a lot of other people out there handing out plus 850 parlays? I'm not sure if there were, but they I were. did. 
was it also your birthday? Was it your birthday? No, no, but we celebrated like it was. (laughs) We celebrated. I just said, Hey, you know what? Here you have one dollar. Let me make it another eight fifty on top of that. So uh if you cashed that parlay, congratulations. If you didn't, shame on you for fading me. Uh you should know better. Uh, consistently hit at a, at a decent clip. And there's some lulls. The tide does ebb and flow every once in a while. But when the tide comes in, baby, we're all swimming. I'm proud of you, dude. I'm so, I'm, I'm super proud of you. I, uh, I'm sorry. I went, went dark. I got, <clears throat> I got white girl wasted on my yeah. birthday. Yeah. I told myself, uh, don't get wasted Trey because you're in your mid thirties now. And, uh, you know, times get tough. The hangovers right. are not as easily reboundable. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> That's why I'm feeling the effects of it today. Voice is a little hoarse. Was screaming my head off. Uh, did a little Bohemian Rhapsody karaoke sesh, dude. Nice, nice. A lot of hip thrusting. A lot of hip thrusting in that set. Interesting. Sure. Did yeah. you sing all the parts? Were you there? Did you? No. Does anyone okay. know all the parts? I do. No. All for sure. Is that is that on your LinkedIn? Uh, actually, you know what's funny is I I created a LinkedIn years ago just so nobody else could use my name. And I've never logged onto it once, have no idea what the password is, but I still get emails saying that people have been looking at me on LinkedIn. I don't know what you're looking for, but uh, I don't know. They're just trying to get me to log in so they can track my location. I'm not playing this stupid game. I'm not logging in. Dude, they're looking for the the second cometh of Freddie Mercury, which apparently is in bearded form. I I cannot sing to save my life, so that's definitely not it. Uh, But as far as Bohemian Rhapsody, I feel like... That's a pretty pretty much a staple. You should know <laughs> just about every word to Bohemian Rhapsody. I agree. I agree. I know. My apologies. So you did get white girl wasted this weekend. Um, yep. I had a traditional weekend in the sense that I ate good food, I drank good beer, and I cashed a few slips. Uh, if you guys are looking to pretty much regulate your weekends in similar fashion, I suggest you do so by do- accomplishing a couple things. One. Go to stayclassymeats.com. Use promo code FIST. Save 10% on the entire thing. Trey, I don't know if you saw the email we got from Scott. And admittedly, I probably should have did my homework a little bit more before this ad read. But they are going to start doing quarter and half cow offerings. Half cow. Yes. So if you would like to stock up your freezer for probably the next nine months, you can go on Stay Classy Meats. You and another person can partner up or you and four people, depending on whether or not you're quartering or having the cow. And you can essentially <laughs> pluck a cow uh, like one of the the, the, the claw machines yeah. out of the fields of Montana yeah. and have that bad boy. And uh, yeah, have your meat fr- freezer full for the foreseeable future. So there's not a lot of premium meat companies out there that do such a thing. Stay Classy Meats is willing to do that. And uh, they will give you 10% off the entire thing if you use our promo code fist. So something to keep in mind if you're into the whole bargain shopping. And we all know every penny counts in Joe Biden's America. Every penny counts <laughs> because one penny is now worth 17 pennies and a gallon of milk costs about $8. So a guy whose platform was that he was going to make the oh, God, uh, American dream a little bit more livable for the middle class is now killing the middle class. So yes, stay classy meets. Save <laughs> all the money you can using promo code FIST, 10%. Well, hey, you know what? I did run into a little bit of cash this past weekend because apparently the uh, Child Care Act that Biden put forth, I'm getting a nice little $600 a month. So the question is, what is Trey going to do with $600 a month? Buy the, ammo. The, no, I'm definitely not going to buy ammo. Okay, um, gotcha. 
No, but you know what I am going to do? I'm going to make it, make that dollar go even further. Your one to 16 cents type thing. I'm going to take that even further, Dale. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the $600. I'm okay. going to go on allegianceclothing.com. Mm. I'm going to buy a sick premium butter blend shirt like I'm wearing right now. Okay. So comfortable. I feel like I'm literally just walking around and having sex. It's, it's absolutely bonkers how good this thing feels. Wow. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go there. I'm going to type in the code PUNCH. I'm going to get 15% off sidewide and just freaking bust loads, dude. It's very um, – there's a lot of – there's a lot of charge behind that ad read. A lot of uh, you feeling you feeling a certain type of way. I thought you were what sick. You well, got a lot of. I am. I am running a temperature because it's very hot. Okay. <laughs> you're you're in a you're in a weird spot mentally. Uh, yeah. And you and you did say side wide, I believe. Or I don't know. Side wide. I think you said side wide there. I think and, and producer Jake caught on it too. But hey, I mean, you can go <laughs> you can go side wide. It'll save you fifteen percent side wide. Not sure what that is. But uh, let's, you know, it's it's fetch, man. Let's get it going. So you, said so you're in your, you said you're in your mid-30s now. Again, I have no idea whether or not you're seven foot tall or if you're 107 years old. So I know you're saying mid-30s, but what is mid-30s to you? Because you seem like the guy that says mid-30s, but you actually mean 33. I'm Scotty Pippen, dude. Was that 34? Scotty Pippen was 33. 30, so you are 33. Your guy says 33. Okay, yeah, so I was right. Yeah. So, yeah. You 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 understood like in math rounding, right? Like five, and you round up, and then four, I did. Yeah. I also learned Spanish, dude. Hence my name, Trey. In the Mexican version, is called Trace. So I'm okay. two Trays, dude. Or in basketball, three pointer, I'm a, a Trey, three, three. Wouldn't it be Trey Trey? <laughs> Trey Trey, dude. Okay. Whatever, man. I don't know. The I'm wheels not a can't. mathematician, but the, oh, you know. I, right. All right. So let's talk about this event. This last weekend, did you watch any of the fights? Did you were you able to watch any of them whatsoever? Of course, I did. did I'll you tell you, did? I watched one. Okay, which one did you? Which one did you watch? Who do you think I watched? Uh, Adolfo Vieira. Oh, submission round three. Right. So, how do we feel about Adolfo? Because here's here's my thing. Adolfo comes out, and while he got the W. I think I might put him on my no bet list. Why? Because I don't know what version of him I'm getting. Well, he's still learning the game. Exactly. And until he figures it out, I don't necessarily know if I want to keep putting money on him at the price I'm getting him at. Right. right. So we we see him make his promotional debut um, and, you know, gets the win over Oscar Pachata. Then we see him get another win over Saperbeg Safarov. And these are all, these are choke wins. This is what he's supposed to get. But then the Anthony Hernandez debacle happens. And we see the improbable where he actually gets choked out. So what happens? He comes out and fights Dustin Stoltzfus in a boxing slash kickboxing match up until the third round. What are we doing here? Was he just trying to prove to himself that he could do that? Was he trying to show an improvement in cardio or what? Because if you're going to show yourself as a submission specialist and then lose a fight because you're showing yourself to be one dimensional, and then you come out and you flip your one dimension from grappling to striking, I don't understand. I don't know what to expect from you here now. Are you in love with your hands now? Do I have to expect this out of you every time? You're going to try to box people. What are you doing? No, I, I think there was a true game plan behind it. I think that he realizes, especially in jiu-jitsu, you can't just go in and shoot for a takedown. 
Um, it's be, not so much because it's not, there's not a great success rate, but it's beyond exhausting. You shoot and you're unsuccessful and you don't get it. That cardio tank depletes very quickly. What people, good jiu-jitsu artists are starting to do in the UFC is to set up their jiu-jitsu via their hands. So we saw someone who had a horrible gas tank in his previous fight against Fluffy ex go beyond one and a half rounds and really conserve it till when he needed to actually get that set up and actually get that submission. So I think it was all part of a game plan. Okay. All right. That's fine. Oh my God. He's still, yeah. he's still on my, he's still, he still might be on my no bet list. All right. Um, so review this real quick. Nascimento under one and a half hit. That was great. Uh, Francisco Figueredo, who we said was the worst minus 300 in the history of minus 300s, right. got beat by Malcolm Gordon. Boom. Right. Uh, Sergey Morozov beat Khalid Taha. Told you don't go against anybody from the Caucasus Mountains that wears a dead animal on their head. Morozov wins that. Uh, your girl, Montserrat Ruiz, with the bunny ears, got slept. And I, you know what? I don't want to say slept. Do you feel, did you see that stoppage? Did you I feel did. like that was a good stoppage? I felt like it could have gone a half a second more. I feel like Chris Tayoni is a bad ref and I don't like him. He, he, he screwed that up. I agree. Um, Daniel Rodriguez beat the brakes off Preston Parsons too much too soon for young Preston. Billy Q, Gabriel Benitez. Uh, Billy Q is the man. I, I don't know another way to put it. We, we've been it. on, we've been high on Billy Q. He crushed it. Yeah. All right. And then uh, Matush Gamrot just ripped Jeremy Stevens arm off. What do you do with Jeremy Stevens now? I, I think you can get him one more fight and you got to cut him, man. That's what we said on our last episode. But look at what he's calling now. He's calling for McGregor. He's calling for his last payday because he knows, regardless of a win or a loss, you know, Pink Slip's already sitting on the on the locker. I think uh, if the Jeremy Stevens is going to be great in the PFL next year. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love Jeremy Stevens at 145 or 155 in the PFL next year. Yeah. Um, I, I I just I see I know that he's what what is it thirty two fights under the UFC banner at this point, but most UFC a, losses at sixteen or whatever it is eighteen I think it's eighteen, 18? yeah wow. I mean, yeah. but also thirty two fights fighting against the what is widely considered to be the upper echelon of mixed martial artists in the world. You're there for thirty two times. You're there thirty two times and you lose eighteen. You know what is that? What like a You'd be like batting 400 as a baseball player. That's Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry yeah. Stevens isn't a Hall of Famer, but my point remains the same. Uh, to have a record similar to that facing the best competition on the planet Earth, if you look at his record the last or look at his schedule, strength of schedule the last, I'd say, four years, he hasn't fought okay. anybody that isn't an absolute killer. Right. Uh, Misha Tate comes back and gets the mm -hmm. uh, round three ground and pound finish of a 44-year-old Marion Renault. Yeah. Did, did Misha look good or is Marion Renault bad? Misha looked good, and I think we talked about on the show, there's certain fighters that have kids, doesn't fare well for them. Mm. Her, she absorbed the mom strength, dude. How cut did she look? How strong? How much of a bully did she play? She, Dude, professionally, she said, I'm here for the belt, boys and girls. I'm not here for another fight. Yeah, I mean, respectfully, I, 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 I can appreciate the hustle there. Don't necessarily know if I believe that that's going to happen, given the talent pool that is women's bantamweight right now. Best of luck to her. Uh, I'd love to see her draw Amanda Nunes back down to the one four or the 135, uh, you know, arena and have her defend the belt there against Misha. That'd be really cool to see that rematch happen. But uh, Preacher's daughter. Yeah, I think well, as I was going to say, I think the Holly Holm matchup probably happens first, and yeah. then 
Nunez will probably try to get Misha at 145 just because she really seems to be liking that 145-pound frame. Yep. Uh, and then we had our main event of the evening, your boy Islam Mahashev <laughs> taking on uh, on Tiago Moises. Too much too soon for Tiago, but we kind of knew that was coming. Um, it says here in the chat, Misha got ranked number eight. Okay. Okay. I mean, my neighborhood swimming pool is deeper than women's bantamweight right now. So oh, harsh. I just, what do you want me to do, man? There's not a giant influx of 135 pound women in the talent pool right now. We got one lurking in the wings that hopefully will get a shot here in the coming days. But uh, mm-hmm. outside of that, man, I don't really. Um, who's who's the who's the new blood like who's the up and coming women's 135 fiber that you're like when you see them on the card you're like yes i can't wait to see what this chick's capable of there ain't a lot out there man it's still the old heads you know navigating the same waters man what do you do what do you do (laughs) i don't don't know all right so what was your takeaway with islam versus tiago moises i want to see legit competition i know Tiago Moises is legit, but he's not legit. It's not to the calling of what Islam Makachev is doing. I would have loved to have seen and I would have loved to play. Going forward, I have to either play. It's it's uh, Islam Makachev by decision or Islam Makachev by sub. What was the sub prop right there? I want to know because I should have been all over that. That's going to be his new thing. Side control, whatever it may be. Sub is the way to go. Even though he's not like a jiu-jitsu guy, that wearing style, it just eventually leaves a neck open or something. It's game over. plus 900. Right. So what are we doing here? I mean, I mean yeah, you can go for it. Twice in a row. Yeah, sure. Do it. Why twice not? Twice in a row. I mean, I don't think it's – here's the thing, right, is I don't necessarily think that the competition that he's faced isn't legit. I mean, obviously, he fought Drew. Tiago Moises is, is talented. For what he's calling out. That's what that was going to be my next point. Is that I think, with all due respect to to Islam, I think he's a highly talented fighter. Right. I think one of the things that people need to keep realistic about their expectations is he has not fought anybody ranked in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Right. Not a not a single person. No. So. The, I know that styles make fights, and you can look at his performances against these people that he's had and say, oh, he's a bad matchup for fighter X, Y, and Z. But you have to understand he hasn't faced anybody of that level yet to know that he's going to be able to execute the way he did against these lower-level guys. And that's with respect to everybody that's fought him because we are friends with people that have fought him, and we are you know, try to respect everybody that makes that walk. But we got to keep things in perspective here. Remember a year and a half ago, people were talking about whether or not Johnny Walker was going to give John Jones fits. And now we realize that maybe we got too far ahead of ourselves there. Right. Um, I understand that people see Islam and they think Khabib, but Khabib and Islam are two different people. And I don't care how closely resemble resemble they are. You and your brother look alike, but are you and your brother the same person? No. No, not at all. So just keep it keep it in perspective for a little bit. Keep it in perspective. Don't don't let let's see him. He's calling out Dan Hooker. If he beats Dan Hooker, I will be more inclined to really see what what happens in the top five of the division. It's but, a bad matchup for Dan Hooker. 
it is a bad matchup for Dan Hooker, but Dan Hooker has a weird way of making fights that are winning fights he should lose. So, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I'd like to see him against Dan Hooker. All right, man. Uh, two housekeeping things. I know you want to break some news mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. before we get into before we start breaking down the fights. Two housekeeping things. One, if you haven't done so, I'm going to start injecting it here. If you haven't done so, go to iTunes. Leave us a leave us a review, please. Instead of doing it at the end of the show when you guys yeah. are checked out and your beers are kicked in and you forget about it, I'm doing it now. Yeah. Uh, pause. Go rate. Come back. And when you come back, you'll have good news. So we're going to pause. Yeah. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Thanks for going and leaving us a review there. Uh, glad that you did that. Trey's got some breaking news for you. What do you got, Trey? Breaking news. Okay. So sometimes you're out like on a ship, right, Dale? And Never. Like- I hate the ocean, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, you'd probably want to still, if you were on a boat, wrangle in something massive. Like you, you of all people don't like sharks, but how would you like to just rope in a shark? How would you like to get like the biggest sea animal, hold it up trophy style and be like, look what we got. For the sake of your example, I would love that. You'd love that. Well, we do. We wrangled ourselves in a big fish, huge fish. Is it a 125 pound fish or 135 pound fish? It can be both depending on what day you get them. Okay. Okay. Any other, any other questions about them? Uh, I mean, I mean, it, I mean, many people would say that he's just draped in gold. Oh yeah, okay, all right, gotcha. Yeah, so, yeah. so all right, so what, what do you got here? Henry Triple C Cejudo will be on our show next week, everyone. Next week. Next, next week. week, Tuesday, four thirty Pacific, seven thirty Eastern. We're gonna have Triple C on, which is talk about the best time to have Henry Cejudo on. The Olympics are about to kick off. We get to get his insight to that. He's coming off, or we're gonna be watching this card. Whereas Corey Sanhagen, TJ Dillashaw, he can tell us the recap on that. We get insight what's going on in his life outside the cage. It's like the perfect time to wrangle in this big shark. Yeah. Yeah. Love so. It. Yeah, we talked, we alluded to it a little bit last week, and we were going to try to make it happen this week, and we weren't able to, to really iron it out. But we've got hard confirmation, special episode, special time next week, Triple yeah. C. What was the time? 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. Correct. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man, not only will it be our first podcast with a, with a UFC champion, um, <laughs> it'll probably be the first podcast where my kids make a cameo because there's no way i'm getting them down before 7 30 ah nice that's cool i'm not even done with work at that time so yeah. hopefully my, one of my employers or bosses hops into the live stream sees what i really do on the back end yeah it'd be like melatonin for you melatonin for you benadryl for you all right man <laughs> let's get into this card man i'm excited for this week to be honest with you man because i feel like this is this is a fantastic card right when they when they created the abc card and put uh like Max Holloway and Calvin Cater on it. This is the type of card that I feel is an ABC quality card. I don't know if they're going to do the ABC cards anymore, but if they did, this would be one that would be worthy of that distinction. So let's get into this, right? You you, want to just, just, just dive right into this thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Outstanding. So we'll do it how we normally do. We'll break down the main card. We'll circle back and we'll get those prelims. First fight, kicking off the main card, Mickey Gall at six and three, taking on Jordan Williams at nine and four. Jordan Williams is the favorite here at a minus 160. Mickey Gall at a plus 140. Over on our rounds here, Trey, is it two and a half? I will let you, I'm going to let you, you're a grown man, you do what you want, but I will uh, concede the first, the first go to you. For this here 
Uh, all right, let's just put this out out there. Is is it just me or is Mickey Gall only relevant still because of his win over CM Punk? Maybe I think he's I think he's kind of talented. I, I think he's kind I of think talented. He's talented, but I just feel like the UFC now is like, all right, enough games. We're not going to get you eroding legends. We're not going to give you the the spectacle fights, the freaking Logan Paul type shit. We're going to give you someone who's a prospect, yeah. who's coming from Factory X, who's tall, lanky, big for the division, got good footwork. I mean, he's got a good outside jab. Mickey Gall, he is a jiu-jitsu black belt now. This is a guy that has literally one course to victory um, that we've seen in majority of his fights, and it doesn't get exercised to the best of his ability. I like this fight, though, for Mickey Gall because Jordan Williams – he is someone that can get sucked into firefights. And when he does, my infamous line of slipping on a banana peel is eminent. So if Jordan Williams gets pulled into a firefight, gets clipped by Mickey Gall, and this thing ends on the ground, I see Gall by sub. I think that he's going to be – Gall's big for his division, even though Jordan Williams is big for the division. But I think he can lay heavy, get a sub. I'm taking plus money on this. And if Mickey Gall does not win this, we, we have to write him off. I would say that if Mickey Gall loses this fight, yeah, you should probably you should probably write him off, depending on how he loses, right? Barring injury or him getting caught behind the ear or something like that, this is probably a make or break fight, whether or not we move Mickey Gall to the no bet list or not. Additionally, his record six and three, a loss here is he'll be looking for a job. Yeah. Uh, I I believe that regardless of you know his past performances over the course of probably the last three fights or so. Uh, even with a win or two sprinkled in, I don't believe that Mickey Gall is secure in his future or his spot on the UFC roster if he cannot secure a W on Saturday night. He needs to beat Jordan Williams here. Plus 140, I like him at that plus money. If I look at Jordan Williams, I th- you know what's funny is I look at Jordan Williams and old heads, uh, if you remember Terry Martin, uh, Jordan Williams looks to be the offspring of young, of, of a Terry Martin. If you don't know who Terry Martin is, you can go ahead and look him up. Uh, I would, if I was Jordan Williams, I would be questioning uh, your mother's proximity to Terry Martin, whatever, whatever it was, twenty two years ago, because they look dang near identical. Anyway, I would go ahead and say that I think that. Mickey Gall should be able to win this fight. I think sub is the obvious path to victory here, uh, sub or decision. He's not going to knock Jordan Williams out. His hands are awful. I don't believe that's going to be the path to victory. I think he submits Jordan Williams. I think he does it somewhere in uh, under two and a half as well. I think I'll probably play the under here hmm. uh, and just let that ride so that way we, get, we allow ourselves the Jordan Williams knockout. Or the Mickey Gall submission, and then we're just hoping that Mickey Gall doesn't have the gas tank for a three-round decision. So, liking the under two and a half here more than a side, but if I'm looking at plus money, Mickey Gall's not too bad. Not too bad. You know what's funny is, you know how Mickey Gall comes out to that song, Hey, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine. You know that song? Yeah. Dude, I was convinced, and I still am convinced, that it's not Hey, Mickey, it's Hey, Ricky, because I was so consume with the weird al yankovich uh Uh, spin off of that because the i love lucy hey ricky you're so fine so i got in a huge argument with my wife she's like no it's hey mickey i'm like no it's an i love lucy theme song you're totally wrong i ate crow later that day you know what's weird and you say this now and i i i should have known that you're a weird al guy of course he's it's a it's like yeah there are there are certain people that are weird al people and it never occurred to me that you're a weird owl guy. 
And now that I know it, it makes perfect sense. Well, what does that mean? It just there's a certain demographic of people that listen to Weird Al. Well, what are the other people like? Are they are they cool? Like, what are they? I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't listen to Weird Al. Well, I know, but are the people that are in that demographic that listen to Weird Al are they weird people or are they like, dude, they're chill, like whatever? You know who else loves Weird Al? Huh? Roxanne Modafferi. Okay, so now we know. Now we know. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Roxanne is one of the most popular fighters on the roster. I don't know why you get so I don't know why you get so hostile about that. Don't even chuck a comic book at you. Get out of uh, here. No, that well, so here, yeah. I mean, but you don't watch anime, do you? No. No. Okay. All right. That is a big don't. thing though. A lot of dudes are watching anime now. It's not really my speed. All right. <laughs> Although I will say it's funny, I don't want to talk about cartoons at all. Um <laughs> Moana, top three animated movie of all time. I totally agree. Top three animated movie of all time. Top five soundtrack of all time? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't there either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, as far as Disney movies go, yeah, sure, probably. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 I. Uh, what's your? Hold on, real quick. What's your top three Disney movies? Give them to me quick. Uh. Uh. Dude, I, I can't. Don't do that. Don't put me on the spot. Any time. What are you talking about? I, go. I, I don't know them, dude. Off the top of my head. Really. Yeah. Oh man, Tangled, Lion King, Moana. <laughs> All right. Macy okay. Barber versus Miranda Maverick. Macy Barber at eight and two. Miranda Maverick at nine and two. Don't like to throw the L word out very often, but I feel really, really, really confident about my play here. I know we say women's underdogs. It's science. Blah blah blah. Suspend reality here for a second. Miranda Maverick's going to piece up Macy Barber on Saturday night. She's bigger. She's stronger. She's faster. She has a chin more chiseled than you. Her biceps are bigger than yours. And she is coming out to seek and destroy. Macy Barber is an undisciplined wildcat who cannot lock it in, as we saw in her last fight. And the more she gets hit, the more unorthodox and the more undisciplined she becomes. Miranda Maverick, don't play that. She's coming at her. She'll be calm, cool, collected. T2, 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 T2000, Skynet, Terminator, Annihilation, Macy Barber, Night Night. I disagree. I disagree, sir. Okay. Right. Not even respectfully. I, okay. I disagree. Okay. Yes, she's not disciplined, but that's why you move camps. Macy Barber moved to Team Alpha Male. So, oh. one, it's great she moved there so she can have discipline. Two, she's around what type of people? What A bunch type of, of dudes. That are what? A bunch of dudes. That are wrestlers. I'm sure they're Miranda wrestling, Maverick right. is gonna come, Miranda Maverick is gonna come in. Bro. She's going to have great wrestling, but she has very, very suspect striking. And shoot, Macy Barber, this is put up or shut up time. I the totally UFC tried the UFC tried to put her on a pedestal. They wanted to make her what her nickname is. They wanted to make her the future. They put her up against Roxanne Modafferi. She got freaking injured. They put her up against Alexa Grasso. Alexa Grasso, she was supposed to win that because Alexa went up a division, but didn't really work out for her. This is put up or shut up time. Her dad has always been chirping in her ear. She switched camps. She's focused. She's ready to go. And one thing she is, she's a wild stallion. If I don't know if a stallion is a female horse, but whatever the female horse of that is, like that's what she is. She's going to come in and she's going to piece up Miranda Maverick. She's oh not even going to have a time. This is such a bad thing. No, wait, what are you talking about? Miranda Maverick's only path to victory is a grapple-heavy approach. She's not going to come in and swing. Don't even try and say that, dude. She does not have good striking. 
And if anything, Macy Barber is going to have the heavier hands of the two. Maybe not what? as technical, but it's going to be heavier. Dude, Miranda Maverick, all she's dude, she's just grappling. That's all she does. Dude, she literally took off. Who's that pretty girl from Georgia? Pretty girl from Georgia. Who's the pretty girl from Georgia? I don't know. How do you pronounce her name? She's what? not a striker. I don't know what you're talking about. It, what's her name? Her, what was Every her name? Dog it, has their day when it, it comes to striking. Ilya Zhuzhao. However you say, Ilya yeah. Zhuzhao. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. literally ripped her nose off of her face with a beautiful step in elbow. What are you talking about? She that threw a soup. It's a super high level technique. That's not what she, that's not what she's known for. She's look at all her fights before that. It's not, all it's about, heavy. It's not a matter of what she's known for. You're saying she doesn't have hands, and I'm telling you that girl's got mitts. Are we? Do you want to be? Do do you want to do people's main event right now? On a there's a fight? lot. There's a lot of car. There's a lot of fights on this card we don't agree with. But if you feel this strongly about it, I'll people's main event this right now. You tell me what you want to do here. Fuck it, do it. No, you, you want, know what? I feel passionate about this. I feel passionate about this. This is the one you want. I do. I don't even like Macy, but I like this. People's yeah. main event. People's main event. Let's make it a little spicier. Okay, how spicy you want to go? I want to do a little drinking challenge, dude, on the back end. Maybe a shoey. Loser does a shoey. I literally did a shoey two weeks ago for Tai Tuivasa. Yeah, but you got to do it with a triple IPA. So I'm gonna have it force you to go to the grocery store, get a triple IPA, do a shoey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. because I'm not. I'm gonna not only will it be a waste of my money because I'm uh I'm not going to lose, so I'll just be stuck with this triple IPA in my fridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if that were to happen, I'm I'm just I'm not gonna drink that. There, All there's right. just then we're just doing a shoey. Loser does a shoey. I've already done a shoey. You should have done a shoey back when we did the tie to Evasa shoey challenge. Well, don't do stuff without consulting me first. I literally <laughs> announced it on the show that we were going to do the two Evasa shoey challenge. Speaking of which, have you mailed those shirts out? Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Next fight. Come on, man. All right, dude. Fuck. For people that listen to our show and they, anything apparel related, whether it be our own merchandise or stuff that you've won, this is this side of the screen is where you need to, to direct your messages. Uh, this on. is the guy that sends your stuff. I know. I know. Did you send the T-shirt designs to Roy yet? That was via email in my mind. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, dude. I'll do it, dude. I'll do it. I'm. Jordan Taylor in the chat says it's perfect. I am on NyQuil to the freaking right. highest levels right now. Darren Elkins taking on. Wait, is that the next one? Darren Elkins versus Derek Minner. Ooh, is that the next likey. one? Little Darren, team Darren alpha Elkins man. taking on Derek Minner. Derek Minner at 26 and 11. Darren Elkins at 25 and 9. Uh, Darren Elkins at a plus 130. Derek Minner at a minus 150. Mm. Here's, here's my thing with this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like Darren Elkins because what do we talk about all the time? You want to pick underdogs that will fight, fight for, your, for money. your money. Right. Put themselves in a position to win a fight. Yeah. Darren Elkins is exactly that. He is an underdog that will put himself in position to win a fight because he will not give up. That being said, I like that a lot more when he's in the plus 200 range, mm-hmm. the plus 225 mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. Getting Derek Minner here at a minus 150 is a juicy spot for Derek Minner. Derek Minner looked fantastic the last time we saw him. Mm. And I could see him by sub being a very real thing that happens here. Yeah, I don't think he's going to go out there and beat the brakes off of Darren Elkins with the hands. I just don't see it. Um, But Derek Minner and Derek Minner by sub seems really juicy here. (laughs) It really does. Um, 
so yeah, I, I don't know, man. I normally I'd be all over Darren Elkins, Ugh. but the fact that I can get his opponent, who I feel really good about at really good money, makes me kind of lean towards Derek Minner here. Dude, Derek Minner is sub or bust. I mean, that's what I mean. Look at his record. It's like mm-hmm. he either gets subbed or he subs someone. He'll dive for it. I will say he looked way better in his last fight with Charles Rosa because he moved to Glory MMA. He's fighting under James Krause, and they worked on his hands a little bit. I really like that. Yeah. Darren Elkins, though, it's hard to fade him because this is the this is the modern day rope-a-dope. He will get beat up the first two rounds. He'll be leaking everywhere. To your point, the scar tissue that freaking Nate Diaz has is the same scar tissue that Darren Elkins has. He will be leaking for the first two rounds, but that wears you down. With someone like Derek Minner, who's going to be diving for subs like that, trying to get low, his cardio tank's going to gas, and I'm going to like Darren Elkins on the back end. You have to look at Darren Elkins. He should be on a two-fight win streak. He won that Nate Lambert fight. I don't care what anyone says. He won that fight. That was and a then he comes out. Yeah. yeah, it was total robbery. And then he beats uh, Eduardo Gagario. So mm-hmm. that was great. But but prior to that, he was on a f- – what? You crushed a foreign name. Look at you. Thank you. It's the it's the, dude, it's the NyQuil. I'm telling you, I'm like – I'll be like fully French or whatever by the end of this. Bro, that's um, wild. You haven't said a foreign name right in eight months. Good job. Oh, dude, thanks, man. Good thanks. job, bud. Yeah, I should just take a moment. Yeah. Let's take a moment. Okay. All right. Good job. Okay, cool. Uh, but prior to the Nate Landwehr thing, he was on like, what, a four-fight loose kid? But look who they were against, dude. Freaking Volkanovsky, Ricardo Lamas, Ryan Hall, like freaking killers. So Derek Minner, competition. I mean, there's levels. There's levels. I I want to be with you on Minner, but plus 130 on a dude that's going to fight for my money, I'm going to take Elkins plus Team Alpha Male for life. All right, cool, man. Cool. I'm going to save the screenshots where you went against Elkins earlier in the week. So, oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Rulion Paiva at 20 and three, taking on Kyler Phillips at nine and one. Uh, fantastic matchup here, man. Paiva's at a plus 240. Kyler Phillips at a minus 280. Overrun and arounds at two and a half. I love me some Kyler Phillips. I'm mm. just, I just don't know if I'm all the way sold on him yet. It's Kung Fu Jesus. What, how do we feel about this dude? What do we think that he can go in there and Piva's got a wealth of experience? Uh, you know, it'll be his 24th professional fight. Had that win over Zlogus. You know, I love me some Zlogus as well. I thought Zlogus did just enough to lose that fight. But if you look at his losses inside the UFC, Rogerio Bontarine and Kai Car France, those are high quality opponents to lose yeah. to. So yeah. I mean, how do we feel here? Does does Kyler Phillips go out and just put on an absolute clinic like he did last time we saw him? Because I thought, you know, him versus Song Yudong, I thought Song Yudong was going to take it to him, man. Yeah, for sure. He just outclassed Song at every turn of that fight. I know it was 29-28, but you making a strong argument for 30-27 as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. You know, do we, are we still on Kyler Phillips? Or are we on really on Piva here? It's tough, man. I don't know if I want to be on Kyler, the Matrix, because, I mean, he's super flashy. He's got great footwork, um, great striking. He'll do all that spinning shit for you. Um, but who has he fought? Um, everyone can look you know, flashy depending on who their competition is. Hmm. Iva, though, gosh, dude, I feel like this is a Team Alpha Male freaking card. Another Team Alpha Male guy, extremely strong, super durable, great wrestle game. Um, I actually even like it more for him because he's moving up division to 135 for this. So he's going to be even stronger depending on how his cardio is. Gosh, dude, a plus 240 for this. 
This dude's alpha male? Piva's alpha male? Mm-hmm. He's alpha male, dude. Hmm. He's got insane length. He's got a good reach, good wrestling. I think he will be the heavier person come fight day. I don't want to do what we did last time. We end up taking all plus monies, but this is one that another dog that's going to fight for my money, and I obviously like the coachability and teachability and people that are around him right now. Well, I mean, it's rare to find a dog in the plus 200 range that will be one that fights for your money. And when you do, you you know, you could do worse than taking them. Unit management is key when you're taking somebody like that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't disagree with your sentiment towards this fight. Admittedly, probably neither one of these guys will show up on my slip on Saturday. Right. Just because I don't all the way trust Ty- Kyler Phillips yet to put him as a parlay piece. Minus 280 is too rich for my... Um, money line blood, and I don't necessarily trust them to get a finish here against a guy uh, as experienced as Paiva. That being said, not seeing Kyler Phillips get finished before or really face a whole lot of adversity, I don't necessarily know that Paiva is going to put him in that spot. So I don't necessarily love the under two and a half play here. With a guy that's as creative as Phillips, a finish is possible. With a guy with a ground game of Paiva, a finish is possible. I really kind of am lean. It's so boring to bet overs, but mm. over two and a half seems like it might be decent here. I don't necessarily love either one of these guys' money line play, if I'm being honest. This fight, in all reality, will probably not be on my slip on Saturday in any facet. Well, it's super scary, too. Dude, Kyler opened up at a minus 150. Now he's, yeah. he's bet to a minus 280. Like, what's coming in so heavy? What are people seeing? I I don't know. I don't see it because of quality of competition. But Song, I think Song Yudong is a step is three steps above really on Paiva. And mm. he and he beat Song Yudong handedly. Mm-hmm. So I think the line's probably pretty accurate. I thought it's probably the way it is now because people loved him so much at that price. Right. I agree. I mean, I, even at 280, I don't want to touch him here. So I, yeah. I, I agree with the sentiment. Um, all right. Co-main event of the evening, <clears throat> excuse me, is going to be Aspen Ladd taking on Macy Chasson. Chasson. No. Yes. It's Chasson. It's not. I, I Listen, I wanted to go Chasson, but I have been sent told, it back. I, I, it, it got sent back. It's Chasson. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. That's horrible. I hate it. I can't stand it. I we got to change it. I'm changing your name. Chasson. Chasson. Yeah. Chasson. I'm going to say Chasson. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. All right. Aspel at minus 191. Macy at a plus 166. Hammer Macy here. Hammer her. Hammer her. What is up with you? Aspen Lad has not fought in over a year. She's coming off a devastating knee injury. She is as stiff as a piece of lumber in my backyard. Her hands do not carry a ton of power. Her ground game, subpar. She is subpar. She's got to be heavy. She's got to be able to control you. She has to be able to be positionally dominant in order for it to work. And you know what? Macy is probably one of the biggest women on the roster. She's not going to outmuscle her or outposition her. The only concern for me is Macy's gas tank that she will get too tired punching Aspen Ladd in that gigantic forehead. Macy Chasson, Chasson, French Revolution, Viva Vendetta. She's annihilating Aspen Lad on Saturday night. Plus one sixty six, hammer it. What are you? You're basing basing Macy thinking she's all high and mighty because she's she got better. She got, 
Mariana Renault. She's got better hands. She's dominant in the ground and pound. She's got a higher level of aggression. She has a killer instinct. She has second, third, and fourth gear, where Aspen Ladd has gear one. That's it. And Aspen Ladd has not fought in over a year and is coming off, and let me repeat this again for those in the back that didn't hear it, a devastating knee injury. I don't, dude, she's going to be soft. She's going to be soft. She's going to be soft. If you're basing it off the surgery, then I know where you're you're leaning for the main event. Um, yes. Well, Aspen Ladd, I don't know where you get this whole thing. She's she's going to be bigger. Yes, she's going to be taller and lankier. But when it comes to a heavier chick, Aspen Ladd's going to come in much heavier. Because yes, she's going to be soft. Shaysan's going to come in with a six-inch reach advantage. That makes me very nervous for sure. But I like Aspen Ladd on the ground. She hasn't been able to exercise it because she's gotten clipped a couple of times and had really poor stoppages, ones that she could have worked through and got it to the ground and worked her game. Macy Shazon is going to be two times less the chick that Aspen Ladd is on fight day. Aspen Ladd has a good cardio tank, always training at altitude. I I don't like this fight. I'm not going to get passionate about it like I did in the Macy Barber fight. So I'm going to stay away from this fight, but my money's going with Aspen Ladd, absolutely. And this is going to get closer. As it as it has over the past two days. I take back what I said about Aspen's forehead. There's neither. I don't know why I felt the need to comment on somebody's body. That's your thing, not mine. Um, yeah, that wasn't nice. Yeah, I know that's weird. It's see, see, here's what it. We hang out more, and the pronunciation rubs off on you, and the body shaming rubs off on me. Why? How is that? Why are you getting all the good stuff, and I'm getting the bad stuff? I I don't know, but. Don't put don't put your mistakes on me, dude. That's ridiculous. I'm just, I'm just saying, bro. That's insane. Just saying. All right. Main event of the evening: TJ Dillashaw making his return, taking on Corey Sandhagen. Uh, I want to I want to give this fight its just due as far as time and effort is concerned, because I feel like the resounding theory of everybody I've talked to, everybody that we pay attention to is Sandhagen, right? Like Sandhagen. How much of that recency is... Recency bias. Well, how, yeah, how much of it, one, is recency bias. That's a great point. And two, how much of it is a dislike for cheaters, right? It's very easy yeah. to forget that TJ Dillashaw is hyper-talented. And... Right is probably still one of the most elite fighters walking the face of the earth. Yeah. I know that he used EPO. The rumor has been that he's used EPO and various substances like that for years. Chris Holdsworth is essentially functionally retired because of a concussion that TJ gave him um, while he was probably roided out of his mind. Yep. It, it apparently was a well-known unknown secret for years that TJ might be on, on some dope. Does that make as a person who's never used steroids, I can only speculate on the effect that that would possibly have in the course of a fight, but I don't necessarily think that it takes away from the mental and the execution. Mm. It may add to the muscle recovery. It may add to the speed. It may add to the cardio, yeah. But the mind's got to be there. The skills have to be there, right? Like right. the computer has to tell the robot what to do, and then the robot's got to execute it, right? So the the, the big brain's got to tell the little ones what to do, and then it executes at that level. 
steroids make it go faster, harder, longer, stronger, but all of the skills, all the hardware should still be there for TJ Dillashaw come Saturday night. What do you think? I think people forget how fast TJ Dillashaw is uh, with his striking. He's, he's an unorthodox. He'll switch stances. He'll put his hand up. He'll fake you out. He moves really, really quick. Now, obviously, we learned that they did take A and B samples stemming back way past the, the Garbrandt one and two fights. And the only one that came up EPL positive was the Cejudo fight. The, the thing that, you know, if he was on EPO, then it changes the game completely for me because EPO is unlike anything other. I mean, the U.S. Postal team with Lance Armstrong back in the day, a lot of them were on EPO because what? Raise your white blood cell count. You could be at a full-on sprint and you just feel like you're breathing normally. Someone that has fast striking like that, that can work that quickly in rounds where you're already hyper aggressive and is able to breathe at a normal calm level, sure, he's gonna be a little bit more methodical. He's gonna be able to think of it about his shots because he's not mm. thinking about his deep breaths. Mm. So I wanna see what TJ is gonna, what he's gonna be like. I think the surgery to your point and the two year layoff that he's had is going to play a lot. I think that, you know, he was very outspoken that he has now franchises with some juice company that money's not an issue for him anymore. So how much does he want to actually fight? We always talk about fighters that have lucrative careers outside of the cage, and maybe there's not so much of a want to get gritty and messy in those fights. TJ Dillashaw has been rocked. I think he's got a good chin. Um, Corey Sanhagen, the big, you know, narrative out there for him though, is this guy hasn't seen past one and a half rounds in how long. He's gotten you know things done very quickly. He hasn't withstood the test of time. This is a five-round main event fight night. Let's see what he does in deep waters. TJ is a durable guy. Sanhagen is susceptible to getting clipped. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to you know people's points in, in the chat here, I think that Dillashaw's got to wrestle this thing and elongate it a little bit and see and drag Corey into those deep waters. Yeah, I don't. For some reason, and maybe it's naivety, uh, I don't worry about Corey's cardio at all. Um, that's just not, I guess maybe it's just one of the things that I've just, based on his output, mm-hmm. even in three round fights, I've just never really worried about him fading down the stretch. Uh, what would concern me more about him than anything else would be, as far as from a physical standpoint, would be he carries his hands low. And he's one of those guys that needs to enter, you know, his little flow state, if you will. And he likes the, you know, uh, duck, dip, dive, dodge and duck kind of, if you will, dodgeball style. He's he's got a he, he's got a unique style to him. And I it it opens up some opportunities for a guy that's pretty fundamentally sound like TJ. I don't know what a. I don't know what a non-juiced TJ looks like because I don't know when to draw the line to say this is when he was clean and this is when he obviously was not. So I don't have a, I don't have a clear distinction. It's not like a Johnny Hendricks situation, right? The Johnny Hendricks that hit Marvin Campman and sent Marvin skipping across the octagon. Like when you throw a stone across a a, a smooth pond, then the, the, the Johnny Hendricks that fought, Paulo Costa, there's a clear distinction body composition wise there. Oh yeah. So I don't necessarily know what TJ is going to look like. I imagine he's still going to have a six pack. I imagine he's still going to show up and be fight ready. I would make the argument that this fight is the most important fight of TJ's career. 
I know it's it's one thing to say the narrative um, that he might not be motivated because he owns a couple of juice franchises, and we've seen we've seen guys have the motivation fail because of stuff like that. But TJ is one of those weird guys. If you're willing to forsake friendships and loyalties for legacy, something like this is is incredibly important to you because that narcissistic behavior is what got you where you are like being the snake in the grass be yeah being the king narcissist is what had you leave your team being the king narcissist was the was the one that said it's okay to inject your body with this performance enhancing substance that may render your ability so incredible that they they could inflict physical harm on another person you don't care about it because you want to win right that level of narcissism still exists inside of him somewhere yeah it's just whether or not he can he can actually execute on it i will say this getting tj dillashaw plus money is something that i didn't think i would see um after like the joe soto fight like, I mean, I know he's a huge favorite against Joe Soto, but like, I just, one of those things where it was like, we'll never see TJ at plus money again. We'll just, yeah. we'll never see it. So now that I do get to see it and know that it was a result of a two year layoff labrum surgeries and, um, a positive steroid test makes me wonder as to whether or not I should still bet on TJ Dillashaw here. I love Corey Sandhagen in this fight. I think he should win this fight, but I am interested in betting on TJ Dillashaw. The problem is that when I cash that slip, I'll be upset that he beat Corey. Yeah. Um, a non-juice TJ, I'm going to tell you the one thing 1,000% you're going to see um, as it relates to body composition. Smaller nipples, for sure. I knew you were going to talk about his nipples. Yeah, for sure. No, dude, for sure. The nipples I, will I, be much smaller. Way smaller. Dude, you get off EPO, any steroid, dude, those nipples just shrink. I they actually thought they, were, I thought they got dimes, bigger. Dude. Isn't that why Adesanya's got that weird titty now? No. Allegedly. I mean, Hold on, allegedly. Well, no, your your breastuses will get bigger because there's nipples. not as much like, but your nipples, yeah, those things shrink quarters to dimes, dude. Interesting. I was unaware yeah. of that. I was. I, I knew that. I knew that there was some some nipple things. So, in yeah. by that logic, then Corey Anderson is the most juice guy in all of MMA. <laughs> yeah, dude, just one massive nipple for sure. Yeah. I mean, Corey Anderson's got the largest nipples on any man I've ever seen. That guy could. That guy can breastfeed a whale. Dude, right, you, could, you could arm bar that nipple, dude, for you really, sure. You really could. All right. <laughs> Let's knock out these prelims real quick. Uh, just just a side note before we get into the prelims. This Thursday, um, I don't know if you saw the DMs or not. I don't know if you can make it, but this Thursday um, will be yeah, Strictly MMA talk show. We will be uh, swinging through, talking it up with Nate and James over at Strictly MMA. So if you don't already follow them on Instagram or YouTube, go to Strictly MMA yeah, guys wherever you can and uh, and check them out. One of them actually moved. I, I'm not sure who, but somebody lives by you now. No. One of them moved to San Diego. Well, that was dumb. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this place sucks. <laughs> no, man. I mean, it is California, but, you know, it is what yeah. it is. All right. Diana Belbitsa taking on Hannah Goldie. Hannah Goldie at five and one, Belbitsa at thirteen and six. Speaking of nips, dude. Easy, bro. Come on, dude. Hannah Goldie is the most ripped chick on the planet. What does that have to do? With- you said nips, not rips. No rips. 
You're such a turd. Deanna Bell beats a <laughs> plus 100. Hannah Goldie minus 120. Over on arounds is at two and a half. Full disclosure before we break down this fight. Hannah Goldie is on the punch list curse list. Right. Um, for those of you who are unaware, Hannah Goldie uh, committed to coming on our show and then no showed us. As you are aware, fighters that have no showed us Mm-mm. are is has anybody won yet? No, I think it's zero and five. I, I think it's. I thought it was more than that. Really? I don't know. It's at least zero and five. It's at least zero and five. Uh, Drew Dober lifted the curse yeah. off of. Frank Camacho, and then Frank Camacho got in a car wreck on his way to the arena. So, and then was on it runs deep, dude. It runs deep. So, the curse is real if you if you no show the boys, which admittedly is something we probably should have told Cejudo before he committed to coming on the show because a guy that busy might cancel on us, and if he does, it does not bear. uh, Now, it it doesn't fare well for him and his becoming C four from C three. Exactly. I know. I know. Well. Um, speaking of Hannah Goldie, dude, I mean, if anyone's not familiar with who Hannah Goldie is, go on her Instagram. I mean, we, when we talk about yoke chicks, this is like the cream of the crop is in the yokage level. Um, she's out of control. The crazy thing is, dude, she doesn't use it. She strikes from distance and moves around. Dude, wrestle. Yeah. Like, be a bruiser. Yeah, That's she, what she needs to do. Yeah. Yeah, she's built like a T-Rex. She got little tiny arms, but she wants to, she wants to strike from distance. And if she can hit you. She can hurt you, but she got to get there first. It's been a minute since we've seen her. Um, it was like a shoulder injury, then some sort of sickness. It's been a minute since we've seen her in the cage. Uh, we can say the same for Belbitza, too. I don't necessarily – this honestly, I'm just going to take the plus money just because of our mm. women's underdog plus money thing here. And admittedly, Hannah Goldie and the punchless curse. I can't, I'm not going to go against the MMA gods. Why, I know, who, I know. who might attempt them? No, but this I think this this line should be wider. I think you know Belbita is down to a plus one hundred just on the fact based off a loss. When dude, when she lost to Molly McCann, everyone thought that fight was fireworks. And if gosh, if you're competing with Molly McCann, you're doing okay. Then you're probably pretty legit. I think I like Hannah Goldie in the fact that I think she's going to change her game plan. She's been doing a lot of jiu-jitsu tournaments, a lot of grappling. She's been training with um, is it Random Marcos um, or someone um, in that wrestling sphere. So she's getting she's getting Jillian the reps Robertson. in Jillian Robertson. Sorry, yeah. people are the same to me. Um, it's the red hair. But go ahead. It's the red hair. Yeah, I think she comes in with a grapple-heavy approach and decides to you know do some dirty boxing like up and against the clinch. I, I like Hannah Goldie. She is so strong, and I just don't see much out of Obita coming off Molly McCann. Well, she lost to that it, again. This chick Joju. Jojua. 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 Yeah. That's right. arm barred by her. All right. Uh, I want to address this real quick. Jared says, I'll be at the concert at Waterfront Park in San Diego next weekend. Trey, mask on, of course. Jared, yeah. did you buy Trey a ticket as well if you're going to be that close to him? A real fan a real fan would have bought Trey a ticket. It's true. It's true. I would. I don't know about the mask thing, though. I don't think I could do it. Well, you, oh, yeah, well, you, you got the jab, so – don't tell the world that, dude. You told the world that. I didn't tell the world that. Literally, you got jabbed in the next episode. You were like, I got the jab. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. You, Allegedly, I got alle- jabbed. No. You you said that you got the jab so you could go on vacation. Ugh, dude, people. Fuck. Okay. I got what? jabbed. No, I know. I got jabbed. Every, everybody knows that. This Again, this is the yin and yang of us. Look, black shirt, white shirt. You know, jabbed, <laughs> unjabbed. Everybody knows 
where this goes. Whenever the anti-government sentiment comes out on the show, it's always Dale. Conspiracy theory, always Dale. Whenever thing, whenever it's like Britney Spears music in the timeline, show tunes, hard seltzers, kombucha, <laughs> weird owl, that's you. That's you. Oh. Oh. It's what makes us work. I wouldn't change you for anything, man. Mine sounds gay. It's it's only it's only that way if you perceive it that way. I don't. I view you like fruit stripe bubble gum, like fruit stripe gum. You just you, you have a piece and you're like, man, this is great. This is fantastic. And then it's like, horrible. Well, after a long time, but then you got to re up it again. So like once a week, man, we just got to get in there, really enjoy it, and then just let it rip. Oh, hashtag free Britney. All right. <laughs> Hey, are you excited? Outer Banks season two is getting ready to come out. Yeah, especially because the two main characters are dating. So there's going to be a lot of chemistry on camera. I, I just set you up there. I have no idea what that was. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I yeah. I love it, dude. I, I just pitch the softballs to you and you knock them out. All right. Sarge Eubanks, six and six, taking on Elise Reed. Elise Reed is at four and oh. Sarge, like I said, six and six, the saltiest. Is she six and seven or is she six and six? It's bad, whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. Minus three forty, taking on Elise Reed at plus two eighty. Overrun arounds at two and a half. Uh for those of you that are into DraftKings, Sarge is the highest priced fighter on DraftKings. I don't mm. necessarily know that she's gonna get a finish here. Um, so I don't know if DraftKings is, is really something you want to spend that kind of cap room on. Uh, but she is the highest priced fighter on DraftKings this week for this event. Elise Reed, four and oh. If I'm not mistaken, are all her wins by submission? Dude, she's a bulldozer. Is I she a bulldozer? So aggressive. Yeah. She's got really good cardio. No, no, she's, two KOs. Sorry, two KOs and dude, two she's decisions. Gnarly. Yeah, okay. She's gnarly. Um, all right. Here's the here's the bet I want to make. I want to make it right now. Okay. Eubanks does not make weight. Whoa, dude, she's she's dude, she's she she's a tough cut to one thirty five, dude. She's she's dropping a flyweight for this fight. Like, there's no way she's going to make that weight. Interesting. She, she will die on the scale. Um, I think Reed, who's coming in with a great cardio tank, that is her healthy weight. I uh, yeah. I've never thought Eubanks is really that great. She's the quintessential gatekeeper with a 500 record. Mm-hmm. And I love um, her because of that. I think the UFC's going to get a quick name for uh, Reed on her record, and that's the whole reason she's on there. So I like this is smart plus money. So you're going Reed plus 280 here? Yeah, for sure. Well, depending on if, if Eubanks makes weight, then yes. If she doesn't, and she forfeits her 20%, I'm going to go Eubanks just because historically fighters that don't make weight actually end up winning the fight. Um, so, yeah. Somebody sent us something about this. Um, who was it? Somebody sent us a DM. And it uh, had... Yeah. Do you remember seeing this? It was like 40%. Yeah. It's not It's not as high as we think it is. It's like 40% of the time. Huh. 40% of the time the fighters that miss weight actually end up winning the fight. So it feels higher than that. It feels higher than that. You know why? It's because we're always on the bad side of it. Right. For sure. We're we're always on the bad side of weight misses. And we're always on the bad side of like the random 30, 27 split decision losses. We're always on the bad side of those. Like whenever, like it's never perfect example. The Bobby Green, Tiago Moises (laughs) fight. Yeah. Like every stat in the world says Bobby Green wins this fight. And they're like. 30-27, Tiago Moises. And you're like, what? wait, yeah. 
What? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, Sargent minus 340 is untouchable for me. Women's yeah. underdog plus 280. Sure, why not? But I think Sarge wins the fight. Okay. Julio Arce taking on Andre Yule. Yule at 17 and 7. He's fighting for his job. Julio Arce at 16 and 4. <laughs> I'm just being honest. If Ewell loses this fight, he gets cut. There's just no way you keep you can't keep him around. You can't at this point. I I, th- I was hoping and I was praying that you were going to start this fight off by going, "Oh boy!" Why, why, why would I do that? Andre oh, because it's like Mickey Mouse. Oh, dude. the ears. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Or not the ears. The uh, the the haircut or whatever. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I want to. Oh, I t- I might take this, but I might walk back the Andre Ewell fighting for his job thing. I don't know. Win over Hen and Burrell, lost to Nathaniel Wood, beat Anderson Dos Santos, lost to Cheeto Vera, beat Jonathan Martinez and Irwin Rivera, and then lost to Chris Gutierrez. I think maybe my problem is is the Gutierrez fight wasn't competitive, and I thought it would be. Mm. And Gutierrez just literally kicked his legs off of his body, and that made me that frustrated me. I know we were on Gutierrez for that fight, but that frustrated me that. Andre Yule was so uncompetitive in that fight. <laughs> well, I know. And, and from a stat perspective, everyone always likes Andre because he's he, he's a big dude. He's got yeah. a great range, good leg kicks, good outside jab. The problem is he's like he's got the worst defense. His cardio is even worse than his defense. And it just leaves him always open with his hands down to just getting absolutely clipped. Um, Arce, though, he hasn't won a fight since 2019. Uh, he had a canceled bout with Timur Valiev, so it shows the UFC where he wanted to be. Um, he's got good footwork. He's got good cardio. Um, and dude, he's fought people like Juicy J. Head kicked him into the freaking uh, grand scans. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't like this fight. This fight, I don't want to. I don't want to touch it. <laughs> Someone fighting for your job at plus one sixty five. Oh, God, I'm going to take you all. I know I was on Arce at the beginning of the day. I'm on yeah. Yule. I've talked myself into it. If I look at if I look at Arce, right, and I'm just I've got it pulled up here and I'm just looking at him. He lost to Hakeem Dewadu, lost to Shaman Marice, right? But wins over Erosa and Dan Ige, which is fantastic. But he's got two losses to Brian Kelleher as well. Mm. Granted, those were years ago. Yeah. But if I look at what Andre Yule does well, and that is boxing, or supposed to be anyway. Right. Um those are the kind of guys that seem to give him trouble. Uh, Dan Ige back in 2018 was not the Dan Ige that we see now. Um, the Tamer brothers are perennial let you downers. Juicy J. J- Dude, Julian Rose is the other one. Remember we were trying to talk about the It was Billy Q. Oh, yeah. Algeo and Julian, and Julian Rosa. They're never the been in the same room. They've never been in the same room with each other. All right. No. Um, That's who it was. Yeah. And... But crisp boxers like Shaman Rice and Hakeem Dewadu seem to give him a little bit of trouble. So I'm going to take Andre Yule plus money here. Plus 165, it's worth a step. I know he's going to fight. I don't know if he'll fight well, but I know he's going to fight. So I'll, I'll give him a little bit of action here. Just skosh. Skosh action. The Mickey Mouse clubhouse. Come inside. It's fun inside. All right. <laughs> Adrian Yanez versus Randy Costa. This realistically, if we're being if we're being completely honest, the Adrian Yanez Randy Costa is the people's main event. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's the people's main event based on excitement, based on talent, yeah. based on ceiling. These two guys, again, 
part of my problem with the UFC, and I'll beat this horse as much as I want. I hate when they pit prospects against each other. I understand that you want to build a name, but build Adrian Yanez and build Randy Costa parallel to each other without letting them intersect. And then let them intersect once we start getting closer to the rankings. Right. I hate having them fight now because yeah. whoever loses this fight is going way back. They're yeah. going way back. Um, Yanez at a minus 220. Boy, is that rich. That's very yeah. rich. Um I don't necessarily know that I love him at that price. Randy Costa's legit, man. I think he's more well-rounded than Yanez, but the hands on Yanez are next level. At least they have looked so against this current level of competition. What do you think? Yeah, and I, I love who's behind Randy Costa, too. I love the Joe Lozon camp, dude. I, I love Joe Lozon. Um, I think he's got a good eye for the game. Adrian Yanez, though, he's so durable. Um, and he's gonna. I think he's gonna be the more technical striker, but I do think Randy Costa is gonna have the more pop in his his jab. He's going to hmm. have a little bit more heavy hands. This is a tough one, man. Um, how can you go against someone with the last name or with the nickname Zohan? You know, great yeah. nickname. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think that this is gonna go into the later rounds. I don't. I think one and a half is generous. I actually like the over in that. Um, as much as these guys are gonna swing and both of them have some flashy shit, I think over one and a half to feel each other out. Adrian always comes into his fights really loosey goosey. He's really relaxed in the cage. He takes his time. He picks his shots. And Randy's a little bit more of a you know move forward aggressor. So I think that he's gonna play to Adrian's pace, and I can see this going over one and a half. I like that more, and just kind of hope to see a longer excitement than I do actually picking someone out right. I might end up going Randy Costa on this. As it stands right now, Tuesday, July 20th, I'm on Yanez and maybe as a parlay piece. But as a parlay piece, you're picking him and you're doing parlay. You're going pretty heavy. Well, here's the thing though, is I I might look at him in like as a as a two fight parlay, like a Randy or I'm sorry, as an Adrian Yanez Miranda Maverick parlay, get that thing closer to like the plus one thirty-five range. And then, do not recommend. And that well, that's not that's on you. I'm telling you where I sit as of right now. The slip that will come out on our Instagram on Saturday, if you're gonna be working on Saturday, um, will <laughs> may will may or may not reflect that. We shall see. Uh but Randy Costa plus one eighty five. I don't know, man. I'm I'm just kind of I'm starting to. It's it's the the seed has been planted in the back of my brain. I'm gonna have to do some more research on it here. I don't necessarily know. Got the spidey sense. I got the spidey sense, man. I just got this weird feeling that Costa is is better than Gustavo Lopez and Victor Rodriguez. Over one and a half, dude. Okay, we'll see. Fuck it, Randy Costa, right now. Line it. Put it in. <laughs> oh man, I talked myself into it. Randy Costa. One and a half. Um, he'll fight for my money at plus 185. So using that same logic, a dog that will fight for my money. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's see here. And over one and a half. Let's get a three-round war. Yeah, that's what I want. I would like that a lot. Yeah. I would, I'd like that a lot. Just like a bunch of bumblebees just tapping each other. Bing, 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 bing. All right. Yeah. Let's knock out these last two fights here. Ian Heinish at 14 and 4, taking on Nusardin Imovov. Imovov is at 9 and 3. I don't love this fight. Um, I don't really like it at all, to be honest with you. So hold on a second. Let's get these odds up. There we go. Heinish at a minus 150. Imovov at a plus 130. I know you're on Imovov. Um, We've been heavy on Heinish in the past, and Heinish continues to let us down. It's very hard for me 
to get on board with Ian Heinish after the performance that he right. put up against Kelvin Gastelum. Right. Because he was bigger than Kelvin and should have been able to right. muscle him around. Right. He should have been able to do a lot of things in that fight and did none of them. So if I'm looking at his last four fights, his only win came against Gerard Mearshart. And I think Imovov beats Mearshart. I'm yeah. going to I I am very small play here but feeling a play towards Imovov. The only the only thing that makes me nervous, of course, you know, I'm I'm on Imovov because I think that he's a legit fighter. He didn't show it in his last fight against Phil Hawes. He showed it in the third round when he was murdering Phil Hawes, um, but didn't show it the first two. Got the loss. Ian Heinish, though, what has he shown us, dude? Three of his last four losses have been pretty bad, uh, but against legitimate competition. But if you look at those three of the last four, they've all been wrestle-heavy attacks. The Omari Akhmedov, Derek Brunson, and obviously Kelvin Gastelum. You know, someone that prides himself, to reiterate or piggyback on what you just said, Ian Heinish, who should come in the bigger, heavier, more wrestle-heavy attack-type guy, should, with someone in Nasser named Imovov, who's going to want to stand and bang, should be able to wrestle this thing to a decision win. But I think that Imovov, the best thing that could have happened was the flaws he showed in the Phil's Hawes fight. I think he's going to come in and show what he did in round three in rounds one and two and pick Ian and Heinrich apart on the feet. I, I really like Imovov here. Okay. So we'll go Imovov. All right, man. Yeah. Last fight of the evening. Brendan Allen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Taking on Punale Soriano. Punale Soriano is at eight and no. Perfect, man. Brendan Allen at 16 and four. I know you feel strongly about this fight. Probably a contender for people's main event. <laughs> Wait, let her, why? Let it rip, Tater Chip. We're on opposite well, ends here. We are? I believe we are. You're going Punahele. I, I just might. Wow. Okay, well... I don't understand how though. I'd like you I'd like to hear your your take first because quality of competition vastly different. One's going to be a wrestle heavy, the other one's just gets in KO, you know, firefights with lesser competition. Sure. I just don't understand. I'm I'm surprised the line is this close. Yeah, so I'll, all right, so I will I will go first here. And and I'm not I to be 100% honest, I'm I'm a little undecided on this fight. I, I was leaning Brendan Allen, but one of the things that really interested me the more I dug into this fight is Soriano and where he's training out of and who's going to be in his corner, right? Extreme Couture. Right, and he's got Eric Nixick in his corner. I know everybody's big on ball gagging Khabib as coach of the year right now, but I truthfully believe that Eric Nixick should be the person that wins coach of the year. Um, Extreme Couture and that whole team out there has been absolutely crushing it and that's with giving props to francis and everybody else in between they've been doing a fantastic job in vegas and to hear what's going on out there and to see the results of the fighters that are stepping foot inside the cage soriano's eight no i understand that brennan allen has you know almost three times as many fights total as he does i know that he's a ground threat I just feel like, and we've talked about this before, in particular with you know high altitude martial arts, factory X, team elevation, things like that. Winning ways inside of a inside of an organization can really bleed over into uh, high quality W's for the 
for everyone. So I'm just initially leaning. I like Soriano at this price. I think that if he can stop a couple of the early takedowns, I think he's got a great chance. I don't think Brendan Allen wants to throw hands with him at all. The problem mm. with that, though, is that Brendan Allen, he – I don't want to say he he always finds himself in a firefight, but he what he'll do is is he's he has not really mastered the idea of setting up his shots yet. Right. It's either like a bull rush or the takedown comes from an opportunity, right? Like he doesn't right. set it up well. You see people that are able to mix up – the striking and the takedowns really well always keep you guessing. You're not sure when the strike when the, when the shot's going to come in. He doesn't really do that. He kind of just relies on physicality to get it, or you already being in a compromised state. He doesn't really set it up. I feel like Soriano, if he can find some success early, if he can touch Allen and gain the 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 power respect, I think it, once he gives Allen something to think about, he'll. Uh, He'll open up himself to a path of victory here. Under one and a half. I don't know. If you're under one and a half, I don't really know what to do with you there. Um, if you can alternate line at under two and a half, I feel more confident about that. You'll pay a steeper price on it, but it'll be, you know, whatever, probably 50 cents on the dollar or something like that. You might get it at minus yeah, 200. I, I don't want to say Brennan Allen – the funny thing is when it gets to the wrestle heavy approach, he's, he's really technical, but to your point, his entrances, I don't want to call them sloppy, but they're, they're more forced. That's what I'm saying. He just, he, he, he relies on, on exactly actual physical force to get his takedowns. Yeah. And you know, that scares me with someone that has knockout power, but I mean, we're going back and we're looking at Punahele versus Dusko Todorovic and hit the game plan to beat Dusko is there. The guy is, what do we talk about? Old school boxing style, hands low, chin high. And that's not something that Brendan Allen's going to do. Brendan Allen's going to have a three-inch reach advantage. He's going to at least have the technical prowess to keep his hands up and make sure that he is guarded. And if he does get it into the later, or, you know, drown him to the ground, that's where I think he gets it done. I like the over one and a half because I think Brendan Allen is going to wrestle this thing, which is going to elongate the fight. Mm. I think Punahele is, is durable, regardless if we've seen it or not. I just think he is. I like over one and a half. I like Brennan. I, again, my initial leaning is on Brennan. I think even Brennan by sub might be a way to go. Yeah. Um, but black belt. Yeah. I I don't know, man. Something about Soriano. Something. Kicks. Something about Nick Six. Something about that team right now. Just has my my spidey sense of tingling, bro. Has it the a tingling? The Hawaiians are doing well in, in the Apex, though. Yeah, your boy Kai Kamaka just got booked for another fight too. All right. Um, anything else, man? You want to run? Let's run through them real quick. Let's do it. All right. Just money line, not necessarily reflective of what's going to show up on the slip on Saturday, but just initial leanings as of right now on Tuesday. Diana, uh, Diana Belbitsa, Hannah Goldie. Hannah Goldie. I'm on Belbitsa. Sarge versus Elise Reed. Elise Reed. I think Sarge is going to win the fight, but science plus 280. Uh, Andre Yule, <laughs> Julio Arce. I, I'm not even going to say it. I don't, I don't want to. All right, Yule. Yanez versus Costa? Yanez. I'll go Costa. Heinish Over one versus, and a half. <laughs> we're just, just money lining <laughs> it here. Just money lining it. Heinish versus Imovov. Imovov. I'll go Imovov as well. Oh, dude, we skipped one here. Shamil Abderakhtamov versus Chris Dawkins. No, that got moved to July 31st. Excellent. All right, so we didn't skip anything. Brendan Allen versus Puna, Puna, Punahele Soriano. 
Brandon Allen over one and a half. Uh, as of right now, I'm on Allen, but I, I, I might subject to change. Williams versus Gall. Uh, this is the last time I'm taking Gall. <laughs> Fair enough, Gall. Maverick versus Barber. People's main event. The future Barber by Murray. Miranda, Miranda Maverick. All right, Darren Elkins versus Derek Minner. Mm, I'm going to go Elkins. Feels weird to go against Elkins, but I'm going to go Derek Minner. Kyler Phillips versus Rulion Paiva. Paiva. I'll go Phillips. Aspen Ladd versus Macy Chasson. Ah, man. I'm going to take Ladd, but you you swayed me with your rhetoric. I'm going to take Ladd, though. All right, Macy. All right, Corey Sanhagen, TJ Dillashaw. I'm taking TJ at plus money. There it is. There it is. I knew <laughs> I could get you to come over to the dark side. Oh, uh, why? I lo- listen, I love Sanhagen, and I hope that Corey wins this fight. But TJ at plus 155 is tough to pass. So tough. That's, I mean, it's sometimes like when you go to the grocery store, you got to buy the stuff that's on sale. Oh, for sure. Even if you don't enjoy it as much, you got to buy the stuff that's on sale. It's about value at a certain point. I'm not saying leverage the mortgage against it. I'm just saying TJ Dillashaw at plus 155. I know. It's like state classy meets. You have an opportunity to buy half of of a cow. Because yeah. of the savings, especially with the code FIST that gets you ten percent off, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. It's true. That's true. All right, buddy. Anything else you want to leave the people with today? Um, I, I don't. I apologize for my absence last week. I'll be active this week. Um, yeah, man. That's it. Oh, and of course, if I need to reiterate this again, if you, you know, space cadets out there, you know, drifted away from the show. Henry Cejudo, Triple C, on our show next week, Tuesday, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. Going to talk about everything. We talk about Sanhagen, Dillashaw fight, talk about possible return, out, life outside the cage, Olympics, which is opening up. Dude, it's going to be the sickest interview ever. This guy's a legend. Okay. All right. You want to do top countries real quick? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right, man. You talked shit on a lot of countries last week, so I'm wondering. No, I did dropped. not. You who did? did I, who? Brazilians. I don't like Brazilians. Um, <laughs> I take that back. Uh, I take that back. I, can't I, do that, dude. Yeah, I, I can't take it back. Um, yeah. I, I can't. I can. Uh, I can't take it back because that um, the one kid that was a grad student wanted to wanted to interview us for his oh, like, yeah. thesis or whatever. So. Coolest Brazilian I've ever met. So that's that, cool. that that's a Brazilian I like. Save the country. There we go. Can't remember the kid's name. I gotta go back and look at it. But uh, I'm officially now. See, here's a cool thing about being 33, right? You're now you're you're now like uncardable, right? Everybody knows that you're of age for everything, and mm. you probably get. Well, I don't know. It's because California, but in places where human decency and respect still exist, people call people <laughs> sir and ma'am. Um, so. You, it's a forever sir from here on out if you're in one of those locations. So with that, you can feasibly call people kids now without uh, being, I don't know. Being, oh, you can. Uh, that sounds, I don't know. It's like if someone calls me chief, they're getting punched in the face. And I feel Chief like is not the same as kid. I mean, like there are like, you know, that, that, that kid that asked us to do the thing for his, his college degree. I mean, he's what, 20, 21. I, yeah. was dri- I was driving a car when you were born. So you're a kid. He's a kid to me now. All right. Whatever you say, boss. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> G- Gaylord. All right. Here we go. So 
<laughs> the uh, top countries for last episode, the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Australia, New Zealand, Spain, Germany, India, Sweden, Norway. We'll go a little bit deeper real quick. South Africa, China, Belgium, Italy, Israel, Taiwan, Ireland, Kenya, the Netherlands, Uzbekistan. I'm just going to give you all of them. Costa Rica, Iraq, Finland, Shit. Venezuela, Romania, Thailand, the Philippines, Argentina, the Czech Republic, France, Japan, Latvia, Iceland, Mongolia, Mexico, Peru, Denmark, Brazil. See, Brazil is like number 29 on the list. I don't care if they like us or not. Egypt and the Ukraine. Ukraine coming in dead last. Ukraine. Oh. I freaking love you guys. Yeah. Someone in the more Ukraine, they're, they're holding it down now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. The fact that Uzbekistan, we get more downloads in Uzbekistan than U- Ukraine, bums me out a little bit. I don't even know what that country is. It sounded like he sneezed. I mean, just Caucasus Mountains, bro. Just go for it. Oh, there's some Caucasus Mountain peoples. Uh, they're, yeah. good, they're in good people. They're yeah, good yeah. company. Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, if you don't already do so, please follow us on all social media channels, Punch Us MMA. If you haven't, cons- if you haven't shared the show with anybody before, please consider sharing the show. If you haven't left us a review on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, please do so. It doesn't have to be written, but we do enjoy five stars, four stars, whatever your max rating is. That's definitely what we want. Yeah. Um, so if you would be so kind, please do so. Share the show with anybody you possibly can. Follow us everywhere and shoot us a DM on Instagram or Twitter or wherever. We'll be happy to interact. All that other good stuff. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys this week and Saturday. Uh, All picks on the show are subject to change. If you want to know our final picks for the week, we post them on Instagram about three hours before the event starts. So what we said in the show may not reflect our actual bets because there has been some confusion. So if you listen to the show, we say one thing, but often we do another. A lot changes throughout the week. All right. Anything else, Trey? Bang, bang. Be good to each other, guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.